Welcome to the Leadership Update Brief. Today's entrepreneurs and business leaders face change and transition as a constant part of daily life. Inspired by stories of today's military veterans and service members, we embark on a journey to explore their transformations and equip ourselves with new ideas and motivation towards mastering the challenge of working with dynamic and changing environments. Here's the host of the Leadership Update Brief and the guide to your journey, Ed Brixie. Hello and welcome to the Leadership Update Brief on C-Suite Radio. I'm Ed Brixie. On today's episode, think of the number 140,000. There are an estimated 140,000 veteran-owned businesses in New England, with more being created every day. We've talked about a few of them on this podcast, but no dedicated network exists to help bring their widespread practices together. Entrepreneurship and small business management are among the many places for vets to go after their services ended. Additionally, between the technical and organizational skills, self-discipline, leadership, not to mention the grit and resilience that the military teaches, vets are primed to enter this realm like no other. But there are still a significant number of challenges here. Communications, civilian and military membership communicate differently. In short, vets have to learn how to speak civilian when making this transition, and that's true for any realm they go into. Secondly, business knowledge. For the most part, veterans lack technical business skills and understanding. It's not something that the military teaches. It's not something that they do on a day-to-day basis within their job skills in the service. Last part is the peers in the local network. The military is nothing else if a close-knit community. Vets coming out of the military often face culture shock and a lack of the daily peerism that comes with the life in the military. Within their communities, there's few others with similar backgrounds, stories, experiences, and the expressions that veterans have. The same thing goes when creating a small local business. These networks are so important to provide the mentorship, to provide that future customer base, just to provide that impact. And these relationships are critical for building a thriving local business. These challenges are not insurmountable, but they add considerable weight to the difficulties of establishing and growing any practice. In response to all this, there's no shortage of resources for veterans who are seeking to start something up. Between the SBA's Boots to Business program, the SBDC, local schools, universities, and private endeavors such as the Vet to CEO program and Veteran here in New England, Veterans have a wealth of resources to go to to help build their businesses. The problem becomes, as always, how do these resources support and what help can they provide? Additionally, how do all these different resources stand out amongst all the noise that veterans receive upon exiting the service? Almost every vet I know has been overwhelmed by the fire hose of benefits and services that are pitched to them as soon as they have that DD-214 in hand. For these reasons, I'm incredibly excited about our guest today. Lisa Ducharme has spent the last year plus on her startup, which is geared at beginning to cut through the chafe and provide a meaningful community for the many veteran-owned businesses and veterans looking to start their local business practice here in New England. Lisa is standing up the New England Veterans Chamber of Commerce, has a unique mission in helping both seasoned and prospective veteran business owners in building their organizations and creating a community for veteran business owners to meet, come together, assist one another, and 
have a focused and robust business network across New England. We'll be right back with Lisa Ducharme from the New England Veteran Chamber of Commerce. Welcome back to the Leadership Update Brief. I'm Ed Brixie, and I'm here today with Lisa Ducharme from the New England Veteran Chambers of Commerce. How are you doing today, Lisa? I'm doing good. How are you today, Ed? I'm doing very well. Now, the New England Veterans Chamber, that's something that's very new, isn't it? Yes. We opened our doors on November 11th at 11.01 at 11.01 a.m., and we launched after the 100th anniversary of the end of World War One because we wanted to honor and remember all of those who came before us so that we can look at the past into the present. And so we established underneath the United States Veterans Chamber of Commerce, which was actually established in 2016. Nice. That's awesome. So it's incredibly meaningful, too. Now, going through, you we have a little bit of a white paper talking about some of the demographics for veteran businesses here in New England, and it's huge. Yes, we have 140,000 veteran-owned businesses throughout New England, and actually, the number is even higher because the the number that we use is actually from the last Bureau um, census, which was in 2012. Another one will be done in 2019, but we won't get the results until about 2020. And not all veteran-owned businesses actually identify themselves as veteran-owned businesses because they think, well, you know, it was so long ago that I was in the military. Or sometimes your guard and your reserve members don't always consider themselves as veterans because they don't fall underneath the definition of a federal veteran. So the definition of a veteran is always in question. And the easiest way to think about whether or not you're a veteran is, did you wear the uniform and get out with above a dishonorable discharge? That, so every- that's the definition of a veteran for a, you know how when you can go in during Veterans Day and everybody says, bring your DD Form 214. Mm-hmm. So those are the type, that's the definition of a veteran. You served in, you wore your uniform. The federal definition is a little bit more different. And that's where everybody gets confused as to whether or not you qualify. The federal definition is designed more for the purpose of jobs like in Massachusetts, your veteran service officer has to be a veteran. They have to qualify as a veteran under the federal definition, which is you have to do active duty time, either 90 or 180, depending on what the time frame is, at least one day, um, or 90 to 90 or 180 days. And then that excludes, does not include your boot camp or your tech school. So any training mm-hmm. that you do is not included. So as long as you either deploy, take an active duty spot where you get a DD form 214 after your initial tech school and boot camp, that qualifies you as a federal veteran, which then gives you benefits under the VA health care, under certain education benefits. And that's one of the biggest things is so a lot of times a veteran don't even understand that they're veterans. Exactly. It's difficult to navigate some of these bureaucratic waters and make sense of it all. But looking at 140,000 veteran-owned businesses here in New England, just with the hard numbers that we have off the census, and the same thing, that's 
Um, the other number that's shot up at me is 195 billion in payroll from that, and one trillion in veteran-owned businesses in cash receipts. That's a tremendous amount of business. Oh, absolutely. And if you think about if if all of the veterans, let's just look at Massachusetts with almost 59,000 veteran-owned businesses. And keep in mind that a lot of times your 501c3s, which are nonprofits, don't necessarily, they don't qualify to be able to be identified through the VA system as nonprofit because nobody owns a nonprofit. So they're not to be certified as a veteran-owned business. So a lot of times they don't mark off that they're veteran-owned businesses when they do the census bureaus. So I'm going to round up the 58,970 to 59,000 in Massachusetts. And imagine if all of these veteran-owned businesses connected together in one form or another, whether it be social media, whether it be meetups, whether it be anything. And if we shared all of our vast experiences together, the amount of work that we could get done and the amount of additional payroll and the cash receipts that we could generate would just be phenomenal. Oh, it'd be tremendous. It's just getting all these like-minded individuals in the same room. I'm sure the impacts that you could create, we can't even honestly quantify with just payroll or cash receipts. It's be a tremendous just community impact that we could have here in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and throughout New England. Oh, exactly. That's one of the reasons why we are coming up with the Buy from a Veteran New England campaign, because we want to bring out the awareness about all of our veteran-owned businesses. And when I say veteran, I'm also referring to military. Um, And we want to bring out the success for all those businesses. And we want to be able to build the momentum because a lot of times if a veteran-owned business is is either A, not identifying or B, is so small, nobody knows about them. If we're able to bring them out into the social media and bring them out into Massachusetts or New England and advertise them a little more, we can maybe help them come from a small business up to a medium size or from a micro business, which is the smallest, to a small business. Because most veteran-owned businesses are actually going to be small businesses. Mm-hmm. No, and it's that small business, the impact on the small business and being able to just get out there and cut through the noise a little bit is incredibly important. And there's several other benefits that veteran-owned businesses have too, right? Oh, absolutely. Our veteran-owned businesses, what a lot of people have a tendency not to realize is that when a veteran-owned business is starting a business, they're generally starting based on the experience that they have which is a little bit outside the box and a little bit more unique. So as veteran-owned businesses, they usually have, and I don't say more than the civilians, I'm saying that veteran-owned businesses have strong leadership and more specifically, they really take great pride in what they're doing because it's not just about them. It is literally about the customer. And their purpose is to serve the customer just as they would serve their units at home when they were in the military. No, absolutely. It's keep continuing that service. And it's there's so many different ways. And we've talked about it at length on a lot of episodes of this podcast is the impact on the community that the businesses bring from veteran owned or employing veterans. It's monumental. The multipliers there are honestly almost unfathomable sometimes. For the New England Chamber, it's 
we've had a lot of conversations too around just veteran contracting and then SBA loans. So some of the more tangible benefits that are also available for veteran-owned businesses. Yes. One of the biggest things that we're trying to push is all of the resources that are available to the veteran-owned business. Some instances such as SCORE, and, I, and I'm specifically referencing SCORE because I want to mention the SBA loans. So there was a report that was done by the SBA and the Federal Reserve Bank of New York in reference to the declining rate of veteran entrepreneurship. The biggest takeaway from that report wasn't necessarily that the declining rate of veteran entrepreneurship, it was actually more that veteran entrepreneurs are not getting SBA loans at the same rate as their civilian counterparts. But a lot of times it's because your veteran-owned businesses are not prepared when they go in. Sometimes the mindset, and I think this also goes for civilians as well, but the mindset is, oh, I know I'm going to get a loan because I got a great credit score. Or I know I'm going to get a loan because I've got all these people who are backing me or all these people who are telling me. But in order to get an SBA loan, you have to be SBA loan ready, which means you have to have all your ducks in a row. You have to have your credit score in a row. You have to understand what the money is going for. There's a whole bunch of things that you need to have done. And when a veteran gets disapproved for an SBA loan, they just blow it off and they won't go back. So before anybody, whether you're a veteran-owned business or any business, applies for an SBA loan, you do want to make sure that you have all the paperwork and all the qualifications that help you be qualified for the veteran-owned business or for the veteran loan or the SBA loan. And setting up a lot of that is usually out of the realm of the immediate skill set for anybody who's trying to start up a small business. They're usually either a technician or a specialist in a certain field, and they just want to do their thing. It's trying to work through the Excel spreadsheets to create a revenue plan, look, look at your expense statements, craft a solid technical business plan is tough. It is, and that's where the resources really come into play. So, for example, if you are thinking about your business and you're just working on your business plan, you want to go to an organization like SCORE, and the the email address is score.org. And SCORE will actually help you with your financials, and they've got wonderful templates on their website as well. But you actually will get somebody who is volunteering their time who is passionate about helping businesses start their own, uh, individuals start their own businesses. And they are there to help them and they will help them get through the nitty gritty and be SBA ready. Now in Massachusetts, well, actually all over, um, you can actually get, we have a veteran rep in the SBA that will help you and will be able to look over your paperwork to make sure that you are SBA ready. And they generally will attend Mm -hmm. military outreach events and veteran appreciation events. You will generally see them out and about. They are also in their offices. And then you have organizations like the Small Business Development Centers. They are actually designed to be able to help you as well. Here in New England, we have the Veteran Business Outreach Center. And Marco and his team will be more than happy to help any veteran-owned business make sure that they are SBA ready. 
No, definitely. It's a wealth. And the SBA has some great veterans programs and the outreach here in Massachusetts is phenomenal. I run into those guys quite a bit. But the other side of it, too, is also helping with the veteran-owned business designation. So whether it be veteran-owned business or service-disabled veteran-owned business and the type of opportunities that that can open up into federal contracting, into state contracting, and even subcontracting. No, exactly. In fact, we we try to make sure that we connect anybody who is looking at federal contracting or state contracting connect them with all the right resources so that they can get certified. Going through the federal process can be very difficult, but in the in our states, in the SBA area, we have individuals who can actually help you go through your package and make sure that all of your paperwork so that you can be certified as a veteran-owned business or a service-disabled veteran-owned business is stacked up and together. We have the Veteran Business Outreach Initiative here in Western or here in Massachusetts. And Jerry out there actually has somebody who can assist and he has a class that some that you can attend in order to get all your paperwork together and they can process your veteran certification through the VA system at that point. We also have in the state of Massachusetts procurement folks who are happy to help you process your your state um, designation for veteran-owned business and service-disabled veteran-owned business. No, definitely. And it's great to be standing up the organization that's sort of acting as the hub for all these different benefits and all these different programs, as well as bringing together the veterans in just a great peer network so you can meet other veteran business owners and Find somebody, find some people with common backgrounds as you enter into the, this mire oftentimes of entrepreneurship and starting a business. No, absolutely. And that's one thing that you really need. You need that camaraderie. It's, I talk to veteran businesses throughout the United States for a variety of different reasons. And I will tell you, I think here in Massachusetts, we have some of the strongest veteran benefits and resources and outreach events than any other state. If you know this, so a lot of times throughout New England, we have a lot of military appreciation events. And right down here in Western Mass in September, we have the Big E. And on Friday, the military mm-hmm. appreciation day, we have over 40 veteran owned or 40 veteran businesses who are there to provide resources to our veteran owned businesses. If we all work together and we're able to connect to each other, that would just be a phenomenal win. Exactly. It's great. And for people who are looking to get a little more information about the chamber or who would like to, who are interested in helping out create this and build this organization up, where's a great way to get a hold of you and the organization? They can email me at lisa at org, And that's lisa at org which stands for New England Veterans Chamber of Commerce. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's great having you on. Thank you for helping to stand up this program and honestly taking the reins of it. This is a fantastic opportunity for veteran businesses in the region, and I look forward to seeing some of the things that come out of it. Thank you so very much, Ed. I greatly appreciate it, and I appreciate all your help on the New England Veterans Chamber of Commerce board, because without you, we would be missing several blanks. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate that, Lisa. It's my honor to help you guys out. This is a fantastic cause. Thanks again. Thanks, Ed. Bye-bye.
Thank you, Lisa, for all the hard work that you're putting into raising the New England Veterans Chamber of Commerce. Local chambers are often the best resources for any growing or new small business within an air, within a local area. Finding the local area's business network, the community, local resources. Chambers are often the hubs, and it's great to see one rising up across New England for veteran-owned businesses here out here. It's great to see this regional system being built for veterans, by veterans, and helping grow this astonishingly huge veteran-owned business community here in New England. This endeavor is nothing short of remarkable, because with the wealth of services that we see here comes a wealth of questions and confusion. Which service is right for a business? In what situation? At what time? Everyone provides something a little bit different, and each can best assist the veterans in different ways. Finding the right service, vetted by a trustworthy community and source, can be difficult. And veterans can miss out on valuable knowledge, practical services, and cause additional time and effort and energy in reinventing the wheel. This leads to missed opportunities and can potentially lead to businesses not being nearly as successful as they can be when they start going out there. The New England Veterans Chamber is seeking to mitigate this and provide a wealth of business knowledge and services and networking opportunities to veteran-owned businesses here throughout New England. And one thing I've learned in entrepreneurship is that community matters. Having the right relationships can make or break a venture, especially an aspiring entrepreneurial one. Having peer groups, shared services and ideas, and simply having a group of like-minded and similarly experienced individuals to associate with helps immeasurably in business growth and creation. 140,000 businesses is a lot and creates an enormous economic impact. Making sure that we have exactly what we need as a collective is essential. Thank you, Lisa, for creating a hub for our, all of our various practices. For all of our listeners, be sure to check out www.nevcc.org for the New England Veterans Chamber of Commerce. And please reach out. This is, like many other ventures, just getting started. So it's a critical time, and I appreciate everyone for their feedback and for their time if they're able to help support this growing organization. Thank you all for listening. I welcome your comments. You can find me on social media, both Twitter and Facebook at BlueCordMGMT. Don't forget to write in your questions to our social media or mail call at leadershipupdatebrief.com for our upcoming mail call episode. I'm very excited about this one. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or many other of your favorite podcast services. And as always, we're available on C-Suite Radio at c-suitenetwork.com. Thanks again. I look forward to continuing our journey soon. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. As a loyal fan of the C-Suite Radio show, I've got an incredible offer for you. Listeners to this podcast get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.